Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by KPMG. At KPMG, innovation is the go-to state of mind. Their visionary thinkers and advanced technology help you see beyond the now, uncover new insights, and turn them into opportunities. KPMG can help you leverage the value of data and drive transformational outcomes through innovation. To explore their thinking, go to kpmg.us. Y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. This is Tuesday, your quickie episode with Bloody Happy Hour. Ooh, we got some good ones today, I'm assuming. I don't yes, know. Yes, we actually got a lot. Um, Not a lot, but there's been a lot there's, in the news There's, lately. Yeah, this, this past couple weeks, yeah. And I'm sure I hadn't even covered it all, but let's start off with Gabby Petito. Okay. And the Brian Laundry quick update that came out, um... Just Two days ago? Yeah. 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 So, Miss Roberta Laundry has finally spoken. So, Gabby Petito, that story, if you don't know it, you just were born yesterday. Um, we did do an episode, a quickly little episode on it in the past. You can find that, or you can just Google Gabby Petito. But she's the one that was found dead, and her boyfriend, fiance at the time, Brian Laundry, killed uh. himself for killing her. So... When they found him, they found his confession letter. And I assume when they found his notebook and stuff, they found this letter from mom. Is that how they find this letter? I believe so. Okay. So in this letter, it was titled, or it was in an envelope that was labeled Burn After Reading. And in this letter, she talked about getting a shovel and helping him bury a body. (laughs) Okay. <clears throat> right now, the Petitos have a lawsuit against the Laundries and the Laundries attorney just for because they they think or they know that the Laundries knew about Gabby's death long before and chose not to disclose. And had their attorney speak out. I think that's kind of where it all comes to how the, they can even mm-hmm. bring a case or okay. bring something okay. to do with the attorney. Because they were having Stephen Bertolino or whatever his name is speak for him, speak them? for them, and okay. giving a statement leading the parent, the the Petitos, to believe that she was still alive. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so after all this time, Roberta Laundry has finally spoken, and she's explaining this letter that has been the topic of conversation for a while. And um, she told them, she explained the bird after read, burn after reading. Mm-hmm. 
um, she said that she didn't want to embarrass him because that letter contained um, writings that from, or from like a book. Yeah, inappropriate. Well, she didn't say inappropriate. She says, no mother would talk to her adult son in the way that I talked to him in this letter. I would not want anybody else to find it and it embarrass him. So first I was like, ooh, what, what? is it? Is she in love with them? What kind of weird no shit idea. is that? I mean, I did breastfeed my son till still now, and he's 21, but that's not weird at all. No, that's just joking. That's y'all. actually Don't normal. Call. Adult peace, CPS, <laughs> adult CPS. Um, see, also claims that this letter was written way before they even left on this trip in 2021 to Grand Teton Park and wherever else they went, and that it was written during a time that her and her son's relationship was strained. She referenced um, Little Bear and another childhood story book that she used to read to Brian growing up that's where the reference of the shovel and burying the body and everything came but I was what, like, what kind of what childhood kind of book is this children's book that I not read not read to Trenton when he was little <laughs> that talked about burying a body <laughs> okay okay Roberta it. okay and that Gabby gifted Brian uh, Brian a book called burn after reading and, and that, that was a movie. Was it a movie too? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I just remember it from that being like the title of a movie. But yeah. So or Burn After Writing was. Ri- oh, Writing that was, was the title. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's trying to get this letter thrown out of evidence of this lawsuit um, that the Petitos have against them. And the case is scheduled to go forward May 24th. And so Petitos team they're trying to keep this letter in because the letter's not dated so you can't rule out that it was written at the time that gabby had witnessed mm-hmm. it or that they were on the trip and does this suggest something premeditated i don't know so, i don't either it's so weird i can't believe she spoke yeah um, and then a small little Shanquilla Robinson update it came out on march 6th oh, yeah. that um actually parents and their attorney, so Shanquilla is the the hairdresser slash I think Instagram model maybe that went on a trip to Mexico with her a bunch of her very good friends mm-hmm. and then ended up dead. Friends said it was alcohol poisoning, but she was actually beat to bed death because video was released. Well, attor- their attorneys Ben Crump. They all spent Friday afternoon in Washington, D.C., demanding President Joe Biden and the U.S. Department of State to intervene on the investigation into um, Shanquilla's alleged murder. But it's murder. Oh, it's I guess you have murder. to say alleged. Um, I don't know what the response is to that. <clears throat> I feel like it was a conversation probably like Vanessa Gillian's parents had and when they went to the White House and sat with Trump, and they were like, it was like, Trump, you got to do something about this. Um, so they're climbing to the top trying to get the investigation here in the U.S., which, from from what I understand, the Mexican authorities are working well with the U.S. authorities. But when you're dealing with multiple countries, and mm-hmm. it takes a long time. The person that was supposed to get extradited still never has been. Yeah. It's just, just kind of sitting. Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> so I can understand that their their urgency for this. Yeah, because it just like went away. Could just nothing. Nothing, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about Mexico um, oh, right uh-huh. now because mm-hmm. have you ever heard of the place Matamoros? Oh, Matamoros? Well, I have the past week. Yes. So this is going to bring up a story that I am now going to have to do because the last time Matamoros was big and in the news like this was when a UT student went missing down there and was found in a basically a human garden of bodies after oh. a spring break trip. Yeah, okay. Mark Kilroy was his name. I we did the book, f- we did that for a book club, and so I'm gonna have to do it and cover it. It's a horrible story. So <clears throat> let's talk about a group of best friends. Some of them were family members from South Carolina. They have been friends their whole life. Okay, they're very close. They all traveled from South Carolina. To Matamoros because Lativia McGee, who's 35-year-old mother of six, was going to get cosmetic surgery. She was getting her booty, her bum done. Um, <clears throat> and I had read later that this is like her second surgery in three years. So she had done this before. Um I couldn't find if it was actually there. It wouldn't make more sense. What do you mean if, if it was actually there? At Matamoros. Like, did she have another cosmetic surgery done oh. there before? Oh. And that's why she was going back, because she's familiar with it in the doctor? Or was well, it Well, I don't know else? if it was there or if they were just making their way through there to get to another location, like to get to the surgery. Place. The surgery center was supposed to be in Matamoros. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Can I ask, how do you afford this? How how do I go pay for? It's so much cheaper. So yeah, but still, like, what is it? It's like a booty, it's getting your yeah. But is it like it's if it's five thousand dollars here, it's five hundred dollars there or something? No, like, no, no, no. I think it's probably like half the price. So instead of paying like five thousand or maybe we'll say seven thousand dollars here, you might can get it there for thirty five hundred dollars or something. I mean, I've, and then you're I I I know a lot of people who well, I'm yeah probably four or something. I don't know people who have. Had successful surgeries in Mexico. Yeah, I do too. Um, but here's what's crazy. So they're going, and her friends are going with her. So this, they were getting up. They were going to drop Lativi off at the place where she's going to have surgery. Her friends' name were um, Cheryl Orange, Eric Williams, Zendel Brown, and Shahid Woodard. Okay, now Cheryl didn't leave that morning because she left her ID. Thank you, Jesus, I bet she's saying. She left her ID, and so she wasn't going to be able to cross the border. And so the other ones went with her. They were going to drop her off and bring their ass right back across the border. One of them, I believe it was Zendel Brown, did not want to go at all. He thought it was a bad idea, but he wanted to go and be with his friends. So... They could not even get to the surgery place because they get a little lost and another vehicle, I think it was a white truck, runs into them and crashes them on purpose and starts shooting at the van. So Cheryl's back in Brownsville at the hotel waiting on her friends. She doesn't hear from them. They don't show up. She's calling them. Their phones are turned off. She files a report, I believe, by that next day. 
<clears throat> when she files the report, she had no idea where the surgery was taking place, and she had no idea what routes they were going. She just knows why they were there, who was all there, and that they're back now. Not back now. By that Tuesday, so this was a Friday. I don't have. The, I forgot the dates, but it was just last week, basically. <coughs> so they found them just now, this Tuesday. Yeah. Um. Brown and Woodard were f- dead. Were killed. And then Williams and McGee, they were shot and they were injured. There was an arrest made for a guy, and his alias is Jose N. When they found them, he was guarding the victims in a wooden house, a wooden house outside of Matamoros. Now, the state is called Tamalupas. Tamalupas is the state that Matamoros is in. Um, the attorney general said that. Right now, this a kidnapping and double murder appeared to be a case of mistaken identity. That mm. these group of Americans were, that this cartel, because it was a cartel group that shot at him, um, had been confused with the rival Haitian drug smuggling gang that they had been going back and forth with. Okay. Um. I don't buy it. I don't buy it, you but, buy you know, it? I don't... He, he. You think the attorney general's covering it up? Hell yeah, he covered up the whole COVID. <laughs> In Mexico? No, the, the Mexican attorney... Yeah. Or our attorney general. Attorney general of Tamalupas. Oh, of Tamalupas. Well, yeah. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. So, um... The survivors and it were alive. They had to go to a hospital in Bronze, Bron- Brownsville. And so they were kind of telling the story. And basically they watched their best friends slash family get killed right in front of their face. Two of them tried to get out and take off running. And they got shot while they were running. Two of them got shot while they were still in the van. They weren't able to take off running. But they watched their friends get killed. Um, right now... The two that were killed in Mexico are still in Mexico. And so they're working with Mexico officials to get their body from the Mexican funeral home and get them transported over the border into Brownsville. And then in Brownsville is where they'll have a second autopsy to see what actually happened during the days of like how their cause of death and then like what actually went down. How did they die? And that's really it. Whenever the two people who survived, you might have said this, but how did they, they started running, they get shot, and then what happened to them? So they kidnapped. So the two that were still alive got forced into the back of a white truck. Okay. So there's video footage out of these gunmen grabbing them, putting them in the back of the truck, Uh and taking them to this undisclosed location, which was an abandoned um, house outside of the city of Matamoros. Um, and they just left? Did they leave him there? And, they le- and then they left? One guy, Jose N., who is, in, who is arrested now, was guarding them. How did they I even... don't know where the bodies were. So, um, cartel's bad there. Kidnappings oh. are bad there. Yeah. I don't know how they found them, but there is video footage of yeah, the way that they went. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's just like here. You know where... Gangs yeah, yeah, hangouts. yeah. So they knew where to go, and they kind of did a blitz attack and got them. And then now they're safe at the hospital um, in Brownsville. One of them's been 
it's has already been released. Just sad that we have to go to Mexico or to other countries to get procedures done like this because we can't afford a year. A million American more See, than a Anna, didn't American a couple of them year. say they were trying to get like med like medication or some some kind of medication as well. <clears throat> I don't know, but I know for sure the surgery. But that happens. But that does happen, yeah. and that's that happens. Really, especially a bunch of my, sad that we can't afford stuff in our own country. Yeah, yeah. We have to go risk our lives to Matamoros or Mata. That was called Matamoros. Yeah, yeah. And so I just kind of brought up that Matamoros is now on the do not travel list. I think did they release that a couple few weeks ago? I don't know if they did, but but people are like, oh, it's fine. You can still go to a resort. Resorts are safe, but you have to get to the resort. Yeah, and you have to go through these places because you know you get at the airport, you got to hop into. Something. Somebody's car yeah. and travel through it. So they were traveling their own van, their own white minivan. Um, yeah, because they drove and they the got whole. Lost. So then I was like, okay, so you got lost. They probably went on the wrong road. Mm-hmm. And cartel was like, look at these black people in this van. It's probably the Haitian gang. Boom! Like we're not going to ask questions. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But one million Americans do it a year. And Matamoros used to be a very, very popular place to go. It wasn't like Cancun. But during spring break, American college students from all over the world would go down to the Padre area. And if you were underage, all you had to do is cross over the border. You got cheap beer. You got cheap women. You had a blast. And they actually had this fun strip that they had set up for college students. And now a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on RogueMediaNetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story. And just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to 
highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah. That's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bows Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and bros and heroes. Gonna tell you about bros and bros and heroes. Gonna tell you about. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean, could it be? The Poltergeist. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Is that where, is that like, how, do you know how far that is from Cancun? No. I remember being in Cancun once and took It's right took on the border. A, it's took, far. Oh, well, wherever we did, I, whoever I was with, we took a taxi, I guess. 45 minutes away to get to where there was all the clubs or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I could not imagine going and doing that now. Yeah. Yeah. We would definitely be dead. Probably. I would be trafficked and I would be deceased. Now, the highly popular, like highly popular traveled areas, they're not as dangerous because that's how they make their money and their living. And so if a vacationer is hurt, they're usually like punished very harshly because. That's how that town makes their money is us coming. You yeah. Know, people from outside coming. Lord and Lordy. So there's Mexico. Let's go to Italy really quick. Mm, okay. There were three elementary age kids that were found dead inside of a home near Stratford Elementary in Ellis County, which is Italy area. That's Italy, Texas. So. Oh. Two other. That were in Italy, Italy. Italy, Texas. Two other children were injured and they were transported by helicopter to a hospital with a bunch of stab wounds. All the siblings were, all the kids were siblings, so there was five of them total. A CPS caseworker arrived at this property unannounced and noticed that the mother, Shamaya Hall, was there. And she was there unsupervised, and Shamaya Hall was supposed to be on supervised visits only. Who was she supposed to be with being supervised by? So usually the CPS can appoint somebody in the f- in the family, right? Or CPS caseworkers can. There's people like, there's actually businesses that they contract So it with. was maybe somebody's house and she was just supposed to be coming to visit. Yes. While it's super. Yes. Um. So 
she's now facing three charges of capital murder and two charges of aggravated assault. There was six-year-old legend Chappelle and then two five-year-old twins, Aaliyah and Aiden Martin. Um, they didn't release the names of the other ones. Um, they had been placed with another family member um, by CPS. The worker was there when it all went down and had to quickly call 911. Was she asleep? The worker was asleep? No, but, I mean, uh, what do you do? Like, the worker was outside of the house. Like, she couldn't get in, but sh- all she heard was the mother screaming and stabbing and whatever. Worker, she was making. Why was she outside? She was making an unsupervised visit. Oh. I mean, un- she showed up to the house unannounced, right? Yeah, yeah. To check up on these kids, which a good CPS caseworker does. Well, Shamaya is in the house, and she's not supposed to be in the house. So she looks outside, and she's desperate. She sees the CPS caseworker. She knows she's probably going to officially get her kids taken away for good. And she flips, and she stabs the kids. The workers outside can't do anything but call 911. My question, who is supposed to be the one who's the caretaker of the kids? Don't we don't know. know. We just know because I'm like, if she, if Shamaya just yeah. showed up to the house, who's watching the kids? I know. Yeah, okay. Which it happens all the time, right? It happens all the time is that, like, say it's grandma. Well, grandma can't say no to daughter. Yes, come see your grand, you know, your yeah. kids. And something like this, you, something like this happens. <clears throat> so... And these are all her baby, like these are all her babies that she birthed. Babies. Yes, Shamil, Shamaya, Shamila, I already lost it. Um, it has a six million dollar bond, and it's two million dollars for each capital murder charge for her twin kids and the other six year old boy. And it turns out this is not her first time being arrested for stabbing someone. She's just stabby Stabberson. She's just a stabby McStabberson. Stab happy. And it turns out that her somebody that's very close to her, her and her family, has also also fatally stabbed somebody as well. So this Are family they f- deserves no friends knives. with Aiden Fuji? <laughs> Are they what's their issue with knives? So I don't know. Brian Koberger, what do they need to all go to like I think all the stabbing people need to just be in like one stabbing room and just see who stabs who, wins? who can yeah. last man standing. Yeah. Um, in 2017, Shamaya stabbed her sister's boyfriend. Okay? So, obviously, she's out on probation or parole or something for that. Oh, hell. But her twin sister was arrested for stabbing her seven-year-old daughter, June of what 2021. What? Yes. Killed her. Stabbing and killing her seven-year-old daughter, June of 2021. By October of 21, she was ordered to go to the North Texas State Hospital. So she got some mental issues. So to this mama and this daddy, which is probably just the mama, both of your daughters have stabbed and killed their kids. Yeah, good good job. What's the problem? Hmm. So people are raising the question is, okay, we obviously know this family is not a great family. Uh -uh. Why do they place these kids with this family? Right? Why didn't they just CPS at its best. Why didn't they put them in like a foster care or something? But in that area right now, there's 70 plus children that are living in the CPS offices 
or are living in motel rooms that are paid by the state because there's nowhere safe for them to go. And in some cases, their behavior is so bad that nobody will take them. And that's where we get all these murders. Oh. And so it was saying, like, at the hotel room. Because these poor kids. Man, these poor kids have no life. They have no chance. They have no. And that's, and that's why they're so mad. That's why they're so angry. Like, just to know that nobody wants you or will take you. Mm. So they're even. I could take a kid, but I'm not taking room. a kid who's going to be real mean. They're fucking up the motel room. So now yeah. the motels are about to say, no, you can't bring these. <sighs> well, they're just going to be here. on the street. Send them to California. We don't care. Oh, it's Get, just get them sad. out of Texas. It's so sad. It's not their fault. They were born in like No, it's not their fault at all. They were born to the stabby parents. Okay. And then my last one is May Nathan Millard. I told y'all there was a lot of news. Oh, yeah. And I have one to add at the end. Just a short update. Um, Nathan Millard, 42 years old, um, from Georgia, Mm -hmm. visiting Baton Rouge for a brief work trip. He was last seen the night of February 22nd. On video, leaving his courtyard Marriott, he was dressed in regular clothes, um, a black Carnhardt shirt, some jeans, brown boots, a Columbia baseball hat. Um, Tim Miller with EquiSearch joined, because he was not seen after that, uh, joined the group and said that they know that he went to an LSU basketball game with a client and that he went to Happy's Irish Pub on 3rd Street. But he left the pub walking out on foot about 11 p.m. because he had he was cut off because he was having too much to drink. But when he left, Ooh. he did not leave alone. He left with a mystery man. Oh, You know what I had to think of, too? This, they cut him off for having Secret too much affair. to drink. For having too much a drink. But remember, just a couple weeks ago, this bar that's now shut down because mm-hmm. they didn't cut off the little girl, yep. Maddie yep. Brooks. Yep, yep, So I bet the... It's around that same area. So I bet those Oh, clubs, it is. Yes, Baton Rouge. Yes. So I bet they're being extra strict now. Mm. So on video, he's left leaving the pub with um, just a mystery guy. So my question is, is this the client that he was at the game with? They have not said. They, don't, they, they haven't found the guy? Mm-mm. And he hasn't come forward? Oh. Yeah. If he hasn't come forward, that No. You're guilty. His phone and wallet. Or he's dead. Or he's in another rolled up carpet. Go ahead. Another rolled up carpet. Or you just outed it. <laughs> oh, <know>, sorry. <laughs> his phone and his wallet were found discarded a block away. And, um, but not him. So phone, wallet, in the middle of, it, middle of an alley. He showed up on a surveillance video near a Greyhound bus station in that area. And he was just walking, and the security guard was like, can I help you? Do you need some help? Do you want me to call somebody? Do you need help? The security guard says that he looked out of place but did not seem to be any in any distress and that he offered him help, and he did not take it. He said he was fine. Okay. So he took off walking again. He was tracked until about 4.30 a.m. on different surveillance videos at different um, places down down in that area, uh-huh. so like different businesses and places. But they have not released the names of any of these places. They've only released the initial pub and the Greyhound station. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
when police watch these videos, they say that he does not seem to be at any of these places unwillingly, that it doesn't look like anything criminal in nature was happening, and that he was still with this mystery man who was, like, falling down and bending over like he was drunk. On March 6th, at 3.34 a.m., Nathan's body was found wrapped in plastic and rolled up in a rug in a vacant parking lot near the 2900 block of Scenic Highway for you. Near some old uh, funeral home. Old, uh, I just, yeah, I couldn't tell what it was. I didn't know if it was a funeral home, but it was old and abandoned. abandoned, Yeah, it was just in this abandoned. I'm shocked how they found him. Um... So I saw one thing, one guy on a motorcycle, but then they interviewed another guy that said he was driving with his windows down and he smelled something. And he smelled it. So he gets out and looks. (laughs) At 3.34 a.m., I think that's sus. Sus. (laughs) That's real suspicious. At, what are you I was doing like, at you just, a.m.? You're just out there smelling. Like, I would be like, oh, somebody's smoking weed. I don't know. I never smelled a dead body before. Yeah. I kind of want to because I want to know what it smells like it's, so I can recognize the smell, but I'm sure it's like real bad trash and dirty feet. And poop. that's what he He was like, is it is it a dead animal? And he was like, no, it's worse than a dead animal. Are people dumping old food out here? Nope, it was worse. And then he saw feet. Maybe he was coming home from work. Yeah, I was like, he had to have not been drunk, or was he? It, Drunk me probably would have been like, let's go see. I'd <laughs> be like, I see feet. <laughs> so, uh, la, 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 la. so police say that that is where he was left, but most likely not where he died. But they want to know who this man was on the video. Uh huh. And then, like, what happened and why, like, dump his body. They say that there is no foul no signs of foul play <laughs> what you rolled in a rug and plastic in a parking lot what no <laughs> okay are we back in the Everywhere uk else. are we back in the uk and hong kong like where are we <laughs> so the autopsies autopsy results um given by the coroner said that there's no signs of foul play but on one of the um Things that I listened to, the police was like, meaning there was no blunt force trauma. There was no gunshot wounds. There was no, like, wounds to the body. His He was not naked. Like, so no signs that he was actually under some type of physical aggression or violence or something like that. Okay. Now, the what they think. Okay. Injected him with something? Like, what? Yeah. And so they, so they're doing. Police think that, like, he died somewhere else and somebody rolled him up and discarded of him in a panic. Yeah, like, maybe the guy, okay, the guy who he was on the camera with, they had a secret rendezvous at a hotel, and they started doing some drug drugs. And then homeboy was already too drunk, and then he's doing the drugs, and he, like, dies, and the dude freaks out, and he's like, I got to get rid of it, and he Finds plastic, calls maybe calls somebody. Finds it's just like a whole Breaking Bad or something. Like he just rolls him up real fast and like goes, puts, picks him up, puts him in the thing, and then drops him in the parking lot, and he goes back to New York or California. But my thing is, is like he already had a hotel. Nathan had a hotel. Like so, if you're gonna do something dirty, take him back to your hotel. They were walking on camera from 11:38 p.m. to 4:30 a.m. 
all around the area. Like they were accounted for that whole time, like walking, um, maybe not every second of every minute, but if you needed to go do the dirty, why wouldn't you just go back to Nathan's hotel and then y'all would both be seen going back to the hotel. But you, so they're up, they're on camera until 4:30 a.m. But how many days went by though? And then it was found on March 6th, so 22nd to March 6th. So they're they're trying to find when he died, but they they said that he died that night. They're not sure what what time. How did they know that? Cuz they did the initial autopsy. Oh. But um well, I know. There's so many questions that have yeah. not been answered. It's wild. Whenever I found out, because I saw this, I saw this story, and it was like he's a father of five, four or five kids, right? Or three, three, th- three to five. He had kids. two teenage sons, a seven-year-old girl, his wife, and his wife has been told that he died of an accidental overdose. And then that's like it. Case closed. Like not case closed. They're waiting for this other person, but. It's, but somebody was with him when he overdosed and rolled him up up. in plastic and then a rug and then threw him in a parking lot. So, yeah, to me, that's yeah, it's at least what tampering with a body after the fact. Oh, yeah, at the minimum, yeah, yeah. So, whoo, that's it. That's all I have. Oh, let me update you on Oscar Pistorius. We're going Ooh. to South Africa real okay. quick. Quick yeah. trip. What quick episode trip. was that? Look it up. Go back to our f- episode, Oscar Pistorius. So Pistorius, Oscar Pistorius is the Olympic double amputee star. He was worldwide. He was known as the Blade Runner, and he was sentenced. What he he was sentenced to 13 years and five months in prison for killing his girlfriend. Um, in 2013, her name was Reva Steenkamp. Mm-hmm. And after serving half of his 13-year sentence, um, the parole board is going to hold a hearing for him on March 31st, 2023. Mm. He was initially convicted of culpable homicide in 2014, served one year in prison, and then he was found guilty after that for murder. So, culpable homicide, then murder. I don't know what's culpable homicide, but apparently it's not as bad as murder. Remember, because he said he, there was an intruder. And oh, so he yeah, just, yeah, he yeah. just shot through the door thinking it was an intruder, but it, it was actually her. And then they came back after they appealed, and they, yes. And then he got convicted of murder, raising his sentence to six years. And then ultimately, in 2017, he was sentenced to 13 years. And there's all these different laws up in uh, or South Africa like you can uh, after you've served a certain amount of time now you're allowed to get your parole hearing and so and just for murder you didn't you don't get a lot of time up there apparently not i mean let's see if he's gonna have served only uh, i guess only six years for murder it happened in 2013 it's 23 23 so that's 10 no, it but happened in 2013. Not- he didn't go in until 2017. Okay, okay. But, I mean, there's people who are serving more time than that for a lot less of yeah. a crime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we'll yeah. see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. But he was pretty cute, so maybe if he gets out, I'll go to South Africa. <laughs> 
This wouldn't be a red flag at all. Mm-mm. I like to just, you know, Normal. I like red. She likes red. Okay, y'all, that is it. Um, we will see y'all Thursday, Caroline. What should they do before they exit out of their app? Um, you need to go like us on the Instagram, follow us on there, follow us on the Facebook and you need to go rate, you need to go review, and you need to go subscribe. On Spotify, on Apple, you can do all the things. Just um, kind of stalk us and harass us, and we'll, we'll be okay with it. <laughs> because you know what? We're, we are not blankets, but we will keep you covered. Keep you covered. <laughs> okay, y'all, don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.